Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with... Here for Appleport. And today, guys, we're going to, we're continuing uh, in our series of deal structuring straight from the CRM. And it's my turn once again. So the last few episodes, uh, Jeff led, led the discussion and we went over some offers that he made. And then uh, Jeff presented me with uh, one of his leads from his CRM. And uh, I've made all the offers so far. So we went through three different offers um, on the last couple episodes. And uh, what I'll do is just give you the property details. And um, and then we'll, we'll take it away with uh, a fourth offer here and I'll, I'll quickly go over those but uh, this is a property in Wyoming it's a three bed two bath one car garage uh, 2200 square feet roughly on 0.23 of an acre built in 1963 um, the house is super nice They're, the owners put a lot of money into it they remodeled it um, they added an addition onto it so they added square feet so it might even be bigger than the 2200 uh, their monthly payment is 736 and, uh, they owe, uh, 74 K on their mortgage. Um, so, uh, what else? Let's see. Oh, taxes are, uh, 1,421 a year because it's in Wyoming and they have such cheap property taxes. Uh, so anyway, that's the property details. The offers we came up with last is a cash offer of 160. I should say I came up with last. Uh, then uh, a short-term financing offer of 175K, 15K down, $1,000 uh, a month uh, payment um, at 4% for six months. This is uh, just to allow uh, myself to uh, wholesale the property. So I put it on the market and sell it uh, to a retail buyer. And then <clears throat> the last episode went through a long-term or a longer term offer where I did a four-year uh, $190,000 purchase price, 10K down at 2.5% interest. Again, I just picked $1,000 a month uh, for a payment. And then uh, we went through the scenario of selling it to an owner occupant where we're able to arbitrage the down payment, arbitrage the purchase price, um, and then collect some cash flow in the in the middle there for holding it. Um, so that's where we're at. Now, on this episode, uh, I think we are going to, talk to uh, go in the route of a subordination. And the reason for that is, you know, the sellers only owe... 74k so you know we can offer we can offer that as a down payment right if we wanted to so as long as we pay it off right yeah, as long as we pay that off um 
So kind of where I was going with this is I was thinking, all right, this could be a, uh, you know, no money down deal because if we get the subordination offer accepted, then um, we can, you know, we can hotel it, sell it to an owner occupant. I mean, we can go through all those options, but it would be no money out of our pocket um, if we're able to borrow this money in first position against the property, um, you know, as a, you know, hard money or private lender really. uh, And then, uh, you know, pay them interest only for a period of time. So kind of what I was thinking, Jeff, is, an offer price of, and I'm just, I, I, if I want them to accept this deal, I'm going to say like 210,000. Wow. You're going much higher than even the other one. (laughs) Only because I'm thinking, okay, if I want it to be a no money down, if I don't want to have any money out of my pocket, what would really pique their interest? Like 210 K would, right? Uh, 210 compared to your cash and then your 190 finance. Yeah. So I'm 20 over my 190. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. And let's just say 75 K down to cover their mortgage. To- okay. So no money out of pocket to them. No money. Yeah. So no you money- probably want to make it a little more, at least to help cover their closing costs right so <laughs> no <laughs> all right let's say uh let's just say 80k okay. 80k down that'll close that'll that'll leave them with a few thousand dollars right yeah. after, after closing yep. they'll pay off their mortgage and then um okay, well what does that do for them right away uh it it get it whatever payment we offer them it, it's all cash flow to them right well absolutely and that that's a really good point as well but it, no do on sale clause issues right no do, so, no do on sale clause also if they were looking to buy a property right wherever they're moving then they no longer have that existing debt the loan issue. yeah correct right um so yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Anyway, so we would be so if we offered two ten k eighty k down, um, that would wipe out the 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 first mortgage on it, put a little bit of money in their pocket. Um, <clears throat> the seller would then finance was that one hundred and thirty yep k, <clears throat> um, and let's see what my payment. So if I was bringing a hard money lender. And let's just say 8% worst case, if you went to your RIA and said, hey, does anyone have money uh, looking to finance $80,000 in first position on a property worth 260000 you might have one guy that raises his hand, right? Really? How <laughs> <laughs> as anyway. secure as you're going to get, right? Yeah. So if, uh, if, if someone can come in and give us 80K down at say 8 eight percent simple interest um that would be let's see six thousand four hundred a year so how are you figuring this out jonathan great question let's go through it so i just do eighty thousand times point zero eight that's eight percent 
equals 6,400. So that's interest only that we would be paying our lender uh, per year. Okay. Now, if we wanted to break that out per month, we just divide that by 12, right? Yep. So that, that would give us, you know, a payment of 533. And that's important to know. And you want to figure that out because then it's like, okay, how much do you have left to offer the seller? That is right. You want to figure that out. So that's 533.33 slash month. And that's um, interest only payments, right? Um, and we said this thing could rent out for 1300, I believe. And so, you know, that leaves us with, you know, approximately what, 766, um, left over that we can now, now we know what we can offer the, the seller. And if we wanted to keep, stay in the middle and receive a little cash flow. Um, we could do that as well from that. So my initially, my initial thought was like, okay, I'll just offer like $300 principal only payments. Um, and so if I did that and, and here's where another big payday comes, if you were to take this deal, well, I never, I never came up with a term. Did I, it's just three years. I'm just going to put out three years. So uh, seller subordination, 210K down, or excuse me, 210K purchase price, 80K down for three years. And your total payments about 833. Is that about right? 833. Yeah. But I'm, I, I was debating whether I should raise that or not. Okay. Other, uh, I don't know if 300 bucks a month is, I guess, you know, raising it, let's say 500 a month principal only. Um, so our 500 plus uh, 533 for our other payment, that would that put us about 1,033 a month. Uh, that, that would be roughly our, our total payment. And then we could either, um, you know, still sell it to an owner occupant, which is where I would go in this scenario, um, again, to collect a bigger payday down the road. So in our last episode, uh, we talked about selling it for 275 K with, uh, $30,000 down. Um, and then collecting, you know, the cash flow. we offered the seller a thousand bucks a month. So this is roughly the same, right? We're roughly collecting, the same well, let, let's see if it's the same. So, but why don't we take the same scenario where we're selling to an owner occupant and see what does that bring in and how does it compare to your previous offer? Yeah. So, um, if I was to sell it to an owner occupant again, I would I would sell it at you know 275k, especially since we talked about the house being in nice condition and we're offering seller finance, right? So maybe we can get 265 on the market. Well, we can mark that up a little bit because we're offering seller financing for three years. So if we were to do that, sell it at 275, uh, I'm going to go with the same interest rate we used at 4.75 percent interest, um, and this would be a three-year term, uh, this, 
so 36 term. So, sorry guys, I'm just figuring out the future value. Um, so we were to finance, uh, so to, we were to sell it at 275. We'd take 30 down. Um, we would finance 245,000 at 4.75% interest for 36 months. Uh, that would leave, so the, the future balloon payment from our owner occupant would be uh, 233,098. Um, and is that what you got too, Jeff? I don't know if you're following along on yours. Really what I did is I've already figured out what you will net um, in terms of all this. So um, so you have a 1,033 a month payment that you are making when you buy this house. Uh, I'm just taking the 1278 that we felt like we could get um, when we sell the property to an owner occupant, that's uh -huh. a difference of $245 a month times 36, which is $8,820 a month. 8, In this case, we're going to keep the entire down payment that we collect from our buyer because we didn't have any money that we have to give to the seller. We were able to borrow that. Right. So we will get that full. $30,000. Yep. And now we're just comparing the differences between balloon, balloon. payments, right? So um, uh, we have, um, what will we owe when at the end of three years? So, yeah, so $500 principal only times 36. That's right. Equals eighteen thousand yep. dollars, and if we just take that off, we of what we owe the seller of the what one thirty. Yep. That leaves us a difference of one hundred and twelve thousand. Yep. So that's what we will owe the seller. Yep. So seller balloon is one hundred and twelve. But don't forget about paying off the private money too. Right. One hundred and twelve. Yeah. And so, uh, and then so our balloon was $233,098. And then we're minus uh, what we owe the seller. That's 112,000. And now that leaves us with 121,098. Now we got to take away, uh, we got to take the 80K off that we borrowed because remember that's interest only. There's no principal pay down on that. So at the end of that three years, we still owe that 80K. So we're just going to minus that $80,000 from that. And that only leaves $41,000. Okay, so what, what's the number, what, what's the balloon payment that you have for the, the buyer? Oh, I the balloon payment for the buyer I came up with uh, two hundred thirty-three thousand. So I thought it was two twenty-eight seven forty from our um, initial. Let's see, two forty-five at four point seven five percent. Oh, but we did it for three years as well. Yeah, right, right. right. Um, so three years. 
Yes, so you are right. So the the balloon payment is now two thirty three zero nine eight minus forty one or the eighty the one hundred and twelve thousand that we owe to the seller minus one hundred and ninety two thousand, right? The and the eighty to the other to our lender. Yeah, that's right. So forty one forty one zero nine eight. Yeah. Plus the eight thousand eight hundred and twenty. Eight thousand eight twenty. Plus thirty thousand equals just under eighty grand. Yep. Okay. Yeah, seventy nine nine eighteen. Yeah. So, not is not as good. Well, where does that put you? What do you think that you would actually make if you wholetailed the property? Yeah. Uh, on the market? Yeah. So you know, go back to what we came up with for your short-term finance or your cash offer even. Um, you know, and just approximate, just a ballpark really quick. Um, you, you offered 175. Um, let's say that... You sold it for two fifty-five um, minus um, commissions. Um, let's say that you're paying six percent. Um, yeah, so minus minus seven percent. What's that? Uh, I'm just thinking of closing costs at one percent, commissions at six. Um, so let's do this. Two, let's just say we sold it for two sixty, right? Two sixty thousand hold held. Um, I'm going to take off six percent for commissions and, um, and then another one percent in closing costs. So I just times that by 0.93, right? I take seven percent off the top. That's two forty one eighty. Okay. And what was your question, Jeff? Is what you, what you think you would net? Oh, if I was to whole tell it and minus 175,000 minus a few payments. So you're right around 60, 62,000, somewhere in that ballpark, right? Yeah. And here you would be in it for three years and you'd make 82,000. Yeah. Um, which it certainly isn't bad, but. Um, if you ask me which one would I prefer, I'd rather have my 60 or 62,000 in you know three, four months as opposed to my 82,000 in three, three years. years. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's where I would go with this. So okay. just that was just the offer that came off the top of my head as we ran through the numbers. Um, so let, let me let me give you a little critique here. Okay. Okay. So I, that, it's funny, you're going to find some similarities between your offer and my offer, which is great. Um, but here's where I think we're going to differ a little bit. First of all, before I get into that, when we made your last offer, so last episode, right? I don't know if that offer is that good for the seller. And the reason that I say that is I know you're making a $1,000 a month payment right? Mm -hmm. um, but they've got, you know, but they're only getting 250, I think we said 360, right? Out yeah. of that $1,000 a month payment. 
Yeah. Right? That's what they're getting left over. Okay. Because we did it as that hybrid interest rate. So it, think about this. If we were paying them $1,000 a month principal only, that our balance is going down by $1,000 a month. Their balance is only going down by, let's say, $350 a month. So we are gaining equity very quickly on, on them, right? So they're, they're giving up equity very quickly to us, right? Like a 600, um, uh, yeah, like a $650 a month difference, right? Uh-huh. So they're not going to want to go on very long. And you did a four-year term that way. Yeah. Right? It would probably have made more sense to um, just do a wrap on that first existing mortgage for the balance yeah. and then create a second to the seller for their equity. We've already talked about this when we were talking the short-term finance and then offer them you know, the, the $275 a month as principal only. So. Yeah um now they they're not losing as much equity as quickly right uh-huh i don't know if that makes sense I, hopefully i'm not confusing you but when when we wrote that first offer we're getting more rapid principal pay down than the seller is so so the 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 purchase price is a little artificial if you know what i if that makes sense that Yes, it's higher, but it's getting paid down so quickly. They're not really seeing that money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what what I want to do, and you know, I, I personally, this is my opinion. I want that one to be the highest priced one because that that's my selling point to them. My my selling point to them on the last offer was. Hey, we can offer you the, the best price and the shortest term if you will accept this. Where, where the, your subordination offer, because you offered so much more, how much money are they netting or uh, grossing, I guess? Actually, it would be a net in this case because they're getting their loan paid off, right? Yeah, the, two the subordination. So what are they netting when you're offering them 210? They're netting 210. That's correct. Yeah. Right? So they're netting the most possible this way. What you did a, a shorter term than the first one. And um, and so how much principal pay down are you getting on the highest priced offer that you're making? Um, the 500 a month times the 36 right uh, that 18,000 18,000 right right so you're really going to end up at about 192 okay if if it goes to the term right so yeah um which is still significant significantly more than the 175 or the 160 that you offered cash or short-term financing okay Here's where we differed a little bit. So we did some we did some episodes where we talked about the offers need to be different enough to 
make sense on their own to the seller, right? Otherwise, there's no sense in making them. Yeah. Right. So do we need to make this offer? No, we don't. Um, however, it does accomplish something, right? Takes uh -huh. out their existing loans. Uh, and you brought this up that if they were counting on using their, their um, credit to get another house, this is the solution right here. We can buy your house really quickly, give you a good price for it, and you don't have to worry about your debt to income ratio or any due on sale clause. So that's why I like making this offer. This presents, it solves some problems that maybe, you know, uh, the short term finance and the four year term do not. Okay. The, the, the last offer you made came with a very small down payment. Is it possible that they might need some money to make this move or to you know, find a place in the new place that they're going to? It is. Yes. And eight or 10 grand may not be enough to help them get there, right? Yeah. So what I did is, this is why I like to, I want my, my purchase prices to be different and you know my terms to be different so remember i did a three-year note on the one that you did a four-year note and yeah. i came in a little bit higher than you did like 10 grand higher right okay because i already know this one's going to pay down super quick and um and if they take this one i'm super happy i i, I will not complain okay on the subordination i'm coming with more money to me, I'm not paying as much. I'll pay close, okay? Um, so I came in at 197. Ah, uh, okay. So 13,000 less than you did. And because I already know that my principal pay down is gonna be smaller because I've gotta pay that private note, right? So uh -huh. I'm only gonna be able to offer, uh, and I'll tell you what I offered in a second, but I came with $90,000 down instead of your 80. Okay. okay. And, um, and I'm super confident that I can get this under 8%. So I think I calculated it. I think I thought seven worst case scenario, 6% is what I'm shooting for. Okay. Okay. And the reason that I'm shooting for it is that Hey, Jonathan, if you had a 90 grand in your IRA right now, and I said, hey, Jonathan, how would you like a super safe, basically guaranteed way to make 6% on your money that's just sitting there doing nothing, and you don't have to fret or worry about it in the least bit for the next, you know, three, four years, would you be interested? Yes. Great. And here's how I can show you. You're lending 90 grand on a property that's worth at minimum 260 in first position. Um, you know, you're basically at you know 35% loan to value. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that that would give me a payment of about five and a quarter. Okay. I already know I don't really want to exceed a thousand dollars if I want to stay in the middle and. Whenever I'm making a subordination offer, it is based on me staying in the middle. Yeah. Um, I don't want to wholesale this kind of deal because trying to explain 
to, let's say I was wholesaling this to you. Hey, Jonathan, you got to raise 90 grand, you know, to come in first position. And then you got to bring 15,000 to the table for my assignment fee or 20,000. <laughs> and then you're going to give the seller back a note in second position for this. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. How well is that going to go over? No, I could no. probably get it done, but it, there's going to be a lot of brain damage along the way. So I, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Okay. So yeah, more than likely, anytime I make a seller subordination offer, I want to stay in this to some degree for some length of time. Yeah. Okay? So I want to create some cash flow. So I, I came up with a, I also need some principal pay down, right? So we're, we're offering a decent price. This is our second highest price. In your case, it was your highest price. Right. But the only way that you're getting that principal pay down is on that second note. And yeah. You just can't offer that much money on that second note because we had to up our our down payment to cover that existing payment. Right. Okay. So this is like someone, you know, they, they would be getting about 15 grand in, you know, money to the seller, which may or may not be enough. And maybe I could even get it up to a hundred as long as they're willing to um I don't want to get too high because that that money that I'm paying on the second is my principal pay down. Yeah. Okay. So I want that to get down. So I offered 450 a month. And so again, very close to where you are. Yeah. Um, uh, so and I made it 48 months. So okay. I swapped the two, right? So I made the first one 36 months because I'm getting that principal pay down. And I offered to, I, I asked, normally I would make a longer term offer, but I already know they don't really want to be in this more than three years or so. And yeah. so no reason to, you know, make them a five, six, seven year term, uh, unless there was a real reason for me that I wanted it. And I can't really think of one. Okay. So I just said, hey, I'm willing to um, do 36 months, but I want the right to extend it for two additional years. Um, for a $5,000 principal payment. Um, you know, so, hey, if I run into an issue, I, I want to be able to extend it and I'm willing to pay for it. Yeah. Okay, that was on last episode's offer. And so the, the reason that I want to do this one as the four-year is it will give me more principal pay down. Yeah. Um, so... That's where I want to get. And you you offered principal only as well, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, at four fifty a month. That's right. So I was at five. You offered one ninety seven. You said. Yep. Ninety thousand as a down payment. Okay. Um, the hundred and seven. Yeah, um, yours yours was the four year term, so you, that so you get the you get more principal pay down right there. I would get four fifty times forty eight. Which yeah. is twenty one six, so a little bit. And I get thirty one, thirty one hundred, thousand six hundred more yeah. than you did, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but I also get a little better cash flow each month too. Yeah, yeah. And you offered thirteen last, so. Yep. Interesting. So I, I like that how you thought that through. Would you still sell it to a seller or to an owner? Yeah, I, I absolutely would. Yeah. And re really what you would have to look at is 
should I make this offer, right? Because, um, and, and I think you should, but it can almost be kind of, you know, are you, are you swapping? If they take this offer, you don't necessarily want this to be accepted. You'd rather have your last offer accepted. You make a lot more money that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, but I didn't know that. Time, that I really didn't know may that not fit the, that really may not fit the seller's needs. Yeah. Now the question is, would you be okay staying in this for three years to get, you know, 82,000 as opposed to, um, you know, Whole just being in it for the yeah. next three to five, six months and making yeah. 60 grand. Yeah. I would go, I would go with the latter. Yeah. Yeah. So you might just say, Hey, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just making two offers on this. Maybe I'm just making cash and short-term finance. Maybe I'm going to throw in that last offer where, um, uh, you know, hey, if, if they take your your one hundred ninety thousand. Now, by the way, one ninety is only fifteen thousand dollars more than where they were for the short term finance. Right. My guess is that's not enough incentive to to keep them in it that more than likely I would think that they would take that short-term finance or the cash deal because there's not a big enough spread to, to be willing to stay in it for four years. Right. So, so I'm, I'm trying to create that spread. I'm trying to give them incentive to look at other offers. And that's why my cash offer that, you know, my cash offer is 162 and some change. My highest offer is two hundred thousand, and yeah, you know, that's thirty-eight thousand to stay in it for thirty-six months. Um, and then I'm offering this seller carryback subordination because, hey, if if you're worried about this loan, let's get rid of it. Um, you know, if you need a little bit more money down, let's figure out a way to get it. And uh, I am okay. You know, which offer would I want the seller to take? Um, your, your, uh, number three short term. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, um, I, I'd, I'd be really okay with them taking any of them. Um, yeah, I get uh, right. I mean, cause they all work for you, but yeah, well, the goal is let's get an accepted agreement, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. All this, all this, you know, thinking of what could be, is a little bit fairy tale land until we get an accepted agreement. Yeah. And I think that's where everything starts, right? Yeah. How do we structure this where we can get this deal? Now, could you just make those the, the cash and short-term finance offer? And if those don't fly, now come back with you know the, the other two offers. Sure, you could. Yeah. Um, it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. What I'm trying to accomplish is send out this LOI, get accepted agreement, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. On your subordination, did you, did you calculate your profit on it at the end of the term? So my profit, let's see, I can tell you what your it term. is. Um, uh, let's see. So my 90,000 times 0.06 divided by 12 so um 
my payments for 50 on my private loan 450 on the other loan um, 1278 minus 900 378 would be my cash flow times 48 48 that's 18144 yep now i would get the whole down payment so that's 30, that's 30. and now we've just got to figure out the two balloon payments so um remember 245.475 30 years That's yeah, what we would sell to our buyer. Guys, I was just curious to compare his profit to mine because our offers was very similar. Um, so I just, that's why I asked this question is because so my profit margin after uh, the three years was 79,918. Um, so, so 107.9 is 450 times 48. It's 21.6. All right, so um, my payoff would be 175.4. Um, so 228.740, which would be my buyer's balloon, minus 175.400 is 53,340 plus the 30 plus the 18,144. So it translates into 101,484 over four years. 101, okay. Yep. Nice. So you made 22. Okay, so for me, that would be worth staying in. You know, as opposed to um, just wholetailing it. Uh, you know, what, if you ask what's my preference, my preference is always to get to the money the fastest. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you understand the time value of money, if you know how to use money, um, I could then take that money and I can use it to grow it over the next four years, probably at a much higher rate than I can get, you know, by staying in this deal. But if you told me that's the way we're going is that I'm staying in it with the last, one of the last two options, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. Um, I got no money involved out of pocket. Uh, my rate of return is what, Jonathan? Infinite, cause you don't Infinite. Uh, Yeah. You know, I, I've got money coming in up front. I got money coming in monthly and I got big money coming to me later on down the road. Yes. So on your subordination, you made roughly 21,000 more than mine um, just because of the lower purchase price. And then you got a little more principal pay down over that extra That's right. year. That's right. So. And you probably could have just accomplished the same thing by, um, you know, lowering the purchase price as well and coming in at 200 instead of 210. Yeah. Yep. So interesting. Yeah. 
Interesting. See guys, this is, this is how it works. This is how creative financing works. Um, you just got to run through numbers and sometimes it's like throwing a dart at a dartboard. So. Uh, it really is. I mean, until you do this quite a bit and then you, you have an idea of where to start, right? So yeah. It, it, yeah. it shortens your time frame down quite a bit, but uh, th that's what I'm doing is I'm punching in numbers and I'm seeing, does that work? Do I like how that works? Yeah. 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 So you just got to start with somewhere and you just have to pick up. Okay. Let's say this is the purchase price and let's say this is the interest rate and let's just say, let's pay them a thousand bucks a month. So yeah, and, and just so you know, you know, the, the, this particular deal at just like every deal, right. It doesn't require four offers. Um, I don't make four offers for every deal, no matter what. No. I am not trying to force people to be put in a particular situation so it matches my criteria. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm doing is I'm I'm going off of what my acquisition guys are telling me based on their conversation with the seller. And I'm looking at what the possibilities are that we first and foremost can get an accepted agreement. And second, we can monetize that agreement to get paid, whether it's a wholesale fee, whether it's staying in the middle, whether it's a, a whole tail, uh, whatever may fit that, you know, and we may have multiple exits as we do here, right? Um, uh, we, we could probably go and sell this property at any point in time with any of these offers yeah. um, and move the property for an, a decent profit. Um, yeah. So, so what are you doing for the seller? Just, just like your company name states, you're offering options, right? That's right. Uh, we're we offer options, <laughs> and that's what he's doing. He's offering different options. Um, if it was me on this deal, I would just probably make the two, the two offers. And th that's totally okay. Yeah, and that's fine. And you guys can do the same. I mean, you can make as many offers as you want. I mean, you can make twenty offers, right? Yeah, I wouldn't, I would say that's a little. I'm just saying, I'm just saying you could, like yeah. if you wanted to overwhelm the seller with a bunch of options, you could totally do that. But it, you know, really yeah, at the end of the day. could have made one offer and said, here, I'll give you 170 cash. Let's make a deal. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely would if they said, well, I don't want to finance it. And yep. uh, I still want 175. I'd say, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> but you start somewhere. But, but this is a deal that just like any other deal, you know, she told us at one point she'd take 160, 165 cash, then came back and was like, nah, you know, if I'm pushed and I have to, I'll do it, but I don't really want to. Well, now I'm going to show her, look, I don't care which offer you take, take whichever one fits best for you. Um, we can close in seven to 10 days or less if you want. And um, we can get you out of the house and uh, to wherever you're going. And uh, that, that's the solution part. And I don't care which one that you take. Um, just take one of them. Right. Yep. And that's, that's the important part, guys, is just getting one accepted. That's, that was kind of the whole point of this. And you reiterated that, uh, Jeff. So keep that in mind. Let that be the focus. Create a... Uh, create an offer that works for the seller because that's the one you're going to get accepted. And that's, that's the goal. Well, you got anyway. to start there, right? I yes. think too many investors are thinking, what do I want? 
well, where, where do I need to be, you know, with my buyer? And it, it, and it's certainly an important part of this that you've got to, to figure out. But if you do this, uh, Jonathan, if you offered them $800 a month for the next four years, um, or 700 and, you know, plus their reimbursement, you know, they're making $60 a month. Do you think they're taking that? Probably not. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're leaving a bunch of equity in this property and they're not making any money on it. Why, why do they want to do that? They, they, right. This is the kind of buyer that would rather take less for cash and just be done than, um, you know, fiddle around with all that. But if you're trying to maximize your cash flow, um, you don't want to offer as much money. Well, I'm sorry. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Uh, that you know, it doesn't matter what you want if you don't get an accepted agreement. So mm-hmm. that that's the the kind of the interesting part. That's where the puzzle all comes together. You're trying to fit together some solutions for the seller, but they got to work for the seller. Yeah. Um, and then you're structuring them in a way that. Hey, if well, whatever happens, I feel comfortable that I can monetize whatever option they choose and it would work for me. Yeah, now, some may work better than others. And then you have to decide, do I even want to present that offer? Maybe I don't. That's the creative side of it. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's wrap this up, guys. Um, you can reach out to us on our Facebook group, uh, the Creative Financing Podcast. Join that group if you haven't already because it's a great uh, community and resource for you guys to bring your questions, to uh, get help structuring a deal. Um, Please rate and review our show wherever you get your podcasts because that really helps us spread the word. Uh, If you guys are interested in Jeff's apprenticeship program, which is a wholesaling-based nationwide program, uh, please email Rebecca at weofferoptions.com, R-E-B-E-C-C-A at weofferoptions.com. If you guys are interested in our financing or creative financing academy, um, please reach out to Jeff right now uh, because we're going to be raising the price come September 1st. So there's a significant discount uh, for an introductory price right now if you get in before September. So please email Jeff. That's J-E-F-F at weofferoptions with an S dot com. And then if you want to get a taste of what that's like, uh, he has a a video that you can start with that he just walks you through step-by-step how he comes up with these offers and how he presents them. He shows you his his letter of intent. um, And then he goes through the exit strategy with you and he tells you how he found his end buyer for that property and how he made his paycheck in the end. So get that. If you haven't already, if you're not, if you're, don't even care about the academy, uh, get that video because it'll further your knowledge and understanding of how to come up with creative financing offers. Um, any last words, Jeff? Join our Facebook group. We're trying to build that. Um, ask your questions, bring your deals. And uh, if you really want to dive into creative financing, uh, contact me and we can talk about the academy. I'll tell you what I have in store for you. Cool. Okay, guys, till next time, go out there and create some terms. 
Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.